It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 16th of June. Ed Davis speaks out, shows you his depth. Mark Spears of Undefeated says Kyrie is wrong. Major League Baseball's in trouble. Should the NBA players be aware of that situation? It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. Pow! Hi, I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan. Today's show brought to you by Built Bar. Get the delicious flavor of candy bar in a protein health bar at BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, get $10 off, plus Built Bar 50% off all Built Bars with all profits going to Black Lives racially quality charities of the sort. So pretty awesome by Built Bar. All right. Um, I want to do something new for the next few weeks. We've done Daily Devar. It's kind of fallen. I haven't gotten great response. Let's, I want to do fans' favorite moments. Fans' favorite moments. Stockton Shots, the obvious one. But all of us have our own little story about our fans' favorite moments. Can you email me? at dlock09 at gmail.com, and, then, and I'll try to go into depth of, uh, of them. My fan's favorite moment. My, my, as a reporter, I've got all sorts of great things. I mean, what Quinn, uh, the access that Quinn gives us as a basketball fan, but that's not a fan's favorite moment. That's media and access. And My fan's favorite moment of all time that I'll share with you is I was a ski instructor at Solitude Ski Resort. And a, and a mammoth jazz fan and making just no money, right? Like I'm teaching teaching kids to ski. It's uh, I, I'm, I've stopped out of my sophomore year. I spent my fall of my beginning of my junior year uh, at uh, American University in Washington, D.C., interning for Senator Worth. I've told some of those stories recently. And so it's the, it's the basketball season of 1991. Actually, that summer of 1990, I actually drove across country and saw a, a baseball game in every major league stadium. I'm living a tough life. Then I went to Washington, D.C., uh, and interned for Senator Worth, went to American. And then before I went back to school in 91, I came to Utah and taught skiing at Solitude Ski Resort. And I would, uh, after every day, um, I would go down to the Green Parrot across the street from the Salt Palace, have dinner, and then around halftime, I would venture outside to go see whether or not I could find somebody who was leaving early so that I could get their tickets and go watch the game because I was teaching skiing at the time and I couldn't afford tickets. Um, Yeah, I know I'm not 21, but I had, you know, you know how it works. So I would go and do that uh, pretty much every night uh, that the Jazz played at home. Uh, I I moved, I was kind of out here throughout November, early November for, so there was just a ton of games, right? Like, and I'd go and the Lakers would come to town and you'd hope to get a ticket. So my fan favorite moment is January 29th, 1991. And the Utah Jazz are playing the Atlanta Hawks. The Jazz are, are, Stockton, starting lineup this night was Stockton, 
Andy Toulson, Blue Edwards, Carl Malone, Mark Eaton. Thurl Bailey came off the bench. Daryl Griffith played 18 minutes. Delaney Rudd, Mike Brown, nine-man rotation. The Atlanta Hawks had Dominique Wilkins and Doc Rivers. And I, I wanted to see Dominique Wilkins. So I, I went to the Green Parrot, did my usual thing. I don't, you know, whatever. And the Jazz, I'm watching on television, and the Jazz are getting smoked. I mean smoked. They forget to play. They're down 71-54 at halftime. And I, I don't think that it was that. I don't have the play-by-play chart, but my memory is it wasn't. That, that's only because the Jazz cut the lead at some point in time to get it to 71-54. So I walk out of the Green Parrot at halftime and go stand in the, that little walkway out of the Salt Palace, if you recall, <coughs> excuse me, and wait for someone to walk out disgusted. And sure enough, this couple walks out disgusted, and I and my 20-year-old probably looking trying to be somewhat presentable. Hey, excuse me, if you're not coming back, can I use your tickets? I mean, like the system's way different then, right? And this couple says, sure, have our tickets. They're terrible. Blah, 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 blah. And I go in and they're like on the third row. And the Jazz fire back to beat the Atlanta Hawks. They, they're still down by a tremendous amount at the end of three. And in the fourth quarter, they outscore the Hawks 36 to 12. And there I am in a broke 20 year old taking his ski resort tip money. And nobody tipped at solitude at that time. And it wasn't as nice as it is now. And nobody, nobody tipped. And I'm bare, you know, I'm, I'm getting my, using my tip money for, to, to eat my whatever green parrot that I could, I couldn't cook. I'm 20 years old. Like, so, and I've decided green parrots like gourmet food. And there I am in the third row just going crazy as Stockton and Malone bring the Jazz back. Stock Malone had 29. Stockton had 25 points and 19 assists. And the Jazz would come back to win over the Atlanta Hawks. That is my fan. That was a good Hawk team. That was Dominique Wilkins, Doc Rivers. That's my fan favorite moment. There were plenty of nights where I think I went to the Green Parrot and never got a ticket or uh, you know, nobody left early or snuck back in for the final f- few minutes of the fourth quarter. Um, we were rolling at that point, by the way. We didn't lose at home much. If my, my memory, uh, I went back to school. Um, I took the winter quarter. So I my memory is I went back to school sometime in March, and I don't think I'd seen them lose at all. Like, my, I, I'd have to go back and look at it, but I kind of remember talking to my dad during that period of time, like, we're never losing when I'm at the game. Like, they should give me tickets all the time. And now I look back at it, they just never lost at home. Like, that's actually the truth. That team won a home game on December 27th against Dallas, lost a home game January 23rd against the Knicks, did not lose another home game, I'm now looking at basketball reference, until March 15th against Portland. So I probably left by then. I probably had to go back for my third. So I... In the time period I was there, they lost like one home game. So now I wonder, I saw, I went to American University in the fall. I think I said I was there in November. Now I think about it, I went to American University. That's the year they started in, in Tokyo, by the way. 
But I probably don't get to Utah now they think about it until December. They didn't lose a game while I was there. They lost one home game against the Knicks on January 23rd, all that winter of 1991 when I was here teaching skiing. That's kind of great. Now, I wonder if it felt like we won all the time. Ha. Hey, Bilt Bar is doing... Ed, by the way, Ed Davis... Uh, I'll, I'll talk about Bilt Bar in a second. Some One of the most frustrating things for me as a reporter is when there's something going on that I'm trying to relay to fans and I can tell it's falling on deaf ears. And I felt that way all year about Ed Davis, that he was playing so poorly that nobody wanted to listen to me about his value to the team, the depth of his thought, how important he was when there were internal disputes, how he was always in the room to to take care of those issues. Like he... There's always internal disputes. Like, that just happens. That's not like, that's not some breaking news story right there. That's like, it just happens every season. Like, you've got 15 guys living together for 82 games. Like, there's internal disputes. Ed Davis was always the one who could, like, say something, and everyone listened. It's why Dame Lillard called him the greatest teammate he's ever had. Like, this is pretty universally true on Ed Davis. Everywhere he's been. And yet, Ed Davis was playing so badly this year, it was hard to get anyone to say... Oh, there's probably value to him. And then I I would argue that Ed Davis's value to the locker room and the team probably kept him in the lineup a little while. Like, you don't want to, like, just lose those guys. So you end up with this this guy who's just incredible, and I feel like I was trying to relay that, and I couldn't get traction. I can tell when I'm telling you something, you're like, yeah, okay, whatever, he's not playing well. Ed Davis's interview with Hoops Hype and Alex Candy is one of the most deep, thoughtful things I've heard. We'll, we'll break it down and talk about it coming up. It's, it is what makes Ed Davis great. Here's what I was going to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is taking 100% of profits will be donated to organizations that support education, poverty, equality, and ending hate and racism. It's really an incredible, Utah's company doing amazing things. So their program is Listen, Learn, Love. A child who has hope, who is given a chance, who is able to listen, and then to learn, will be a child who's able to love. A child who loves and does not judge any person by his or her color of skin, non-discriminates, will change the world. A child who respects and loves all and learns to serve with arms wide open will find greater happiness in his or her life. We focus on these children and support them in their education, finding ways to keep them out of poverty and bring them being a part of equality and ending hate and racism. Built Bar will donate 100% of the profits for the 8 million bars currently in inventory to the following organizations. If you know an organization that can extend the vision of supporting our children, please let them know. Black Girls Code, Pretty Girl, Pretty Brown Girl, 512, Common Ground Foundation, and Innocent Project. Incredible. That's BuiltBar.com. I don't really care if the promo code locked on works. Just support this effort. Um, amazing, amazing work by this company. Uh, super, super strong. And, uh, you can get your mix back box. You can get your, uh, build your own box. They're, they're fabulous. They, they taste like no bar you've ever had before. Go to builtbar.com. The promo code is locked on and check it out. Today's show is brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai. They're doing wonderful things over at Murdoch Hyundai. I am driving. Can we take a second and talk about this? I'm driving the Sonata. I misspoke the other day. The Sonata I'm driving is actually $34,000. I'm 
The other day, I had a choice to drive. I'm not going to say what. Like a fancy, dancy car to Ogden for an hour driving back. And I decided that I would rather take the Sonata because it's nicer than the fancy, dancy car that we have. Because it drives itself, basically. The cruise control is amazing. It keeps me in the lane. It keeps me the distance. It makes the turns. It's got every bell and whistle. When I turn on the turning signal, it uh, it has a camera straight in front of my eyes that tells me. Up on the dashboard, it's got my speed, the speed limit, whether there's cars on either of my blind spots for me. This is, if I'm looking into the windshield, it tells me my speed. If I have directions, it tells me where I'm going in my windshield, right where I'm looking naturally. It tells me if there's a car in either blind spot, if I want to change lanes, it's amazing. And it's just the easiest, most comfortable thing to drive with a great sound system, everything else. It's fabulous. I'm telling you, check it out. It is the Sonata. They've just taken it to new levels. They they also are just getting rave reviews. Wall Street Journal wrote a huge review on the new uh, Hyundai cars are coming out with just an app, just basically saying nobody else has taken... This was on the Sonata Hybrid. Nobody else has taken this spot in the car world at this price point and offered this many things. It's at Murdoch Hyundai. If you're going to head down, email me first, dlock09 at gmail.com. That's dlock09 at gmail.com. And let me know uh, what's going on so I can set you up with a VIP meeting. All right, here's what Ed Davis had to say. Let me back up a little bit about Ed. Ed Davis has been involved in police reform. He and Mo Harkless used to go to Portland and work with the police, bring the inner city kids and the police together to have interactions. He's done the same in Richmond. He, he's, Ed Davis is amazing. Uh, he phrased playing in Orlando for the upcoming period of time as to save the league. And I think he's right. I haven't heard a lot of people say this, but I think he's right. His point is, if we don't play this year, the owners blow up the CBA, and now the league is in a perilous situation similar to what Major League Baseball is in right now. The other thing he talked a lot about was the value of acquiring wealth by the black athletes of the NBA that they could put back into the community. For the and his and his other main point is that the superstar athletes that are making all the noise, the Dwight Howards, the Kyrie Irvings, they've made their money. Moreover, his point is for me, Ed Davis. I've made my money too. I don't need to pay play, but I'm taking a twenty five percent pay cut. I'm losing three hundred thousand dollars every week on my five million. That money would be way better if I could get it and put it back into the black community and help out with some of these issues. The generational wealth that can be acquired by players through the NBA, he talks about how it can go back to help and the things it can do inside of the league to uh, inside of the communities. So, and a player like Donovan could go, if we don't play and the, suddenly the league loses 33% of their uh, revenue, you can go from making 90 million, he says, going from 160 million in his contract extension to 90 million. I'm not sure those numbers are exactly right, but the concept is. 
But his major point here, which is where you know Ed is thoughtful and, and interesting, is you're talking about billions of dollars for the black community that could be earned in this period of time. Sure, it could be a distraction. It could take away, like Steven Jackson has said, that nobody should play because it'll distract from the movement. Ed's point is, you got billions of dollars that can be earned, that can be put back into the community. And this is, we're not trying to break, we're not trying to fix like a minor issue that's going to take six to three, three to six months. We're trying to alter an entirely broken system, a completely unfair system that has been in place for hundreds of years. It is going to take extended drawn out economic, social efforts for this to be successful. And the, and the money that can be earned by playing can be as valuable to that as anything that in the short term somebody could do. So it's, it's, it's probably an accurate perspective. It's interesting. He gets at Kyrie a little bit. He says, hey, it's easy for Kyrie. But would he really give everything back? It's easy for Dwight Howard sitting in his $20 million mansion in Atlanta. It seems better to get 22 teams together in a limited environment with not a lot to do and work together and find plans while in that 22. What's interesting to me, the most, some of the most interesting things about Ed's comments, Hoops Hype, Alex Kennedy interview, terrific are how much faith he has in the NBA. I mean, the NFL's doing this back... Like, they're beeping so badly as they back up right now, it's unbelievable. Right? I mean, it's disgusting, actually. But how much faith Ed Davis has in Adam Silver and the NBA and the league and what they can all do together in cahoots, probably the wrong word, but in partnership in contrast to if they're on their own and they've suddenly alienated. What the owners can do, what the league can do, what the players can do as a unit, and that that's a possibility is something that's clearly different in this talk. He talked about taking a percentage of basketball-related income. That's the big collective bargaining number, right? So basketball-related income is the number that every time we have collective bargaining agreement, that's what the players and owners are dividing up. Let's take a percentage of BRI and put it back into the community, into these efforts. Uh, Take a percentage of our pay for the movement. He talks about it a different time. Now, BRI would be you're taking the percentage out before it gets distributed to either the teams or the owners and putting it in. It'd be great. Like, really do it, guys. Both sides. Not just the players. Let's take 5%. Could you imagine what 5% of BRI would do? It's a huge number. Some owner out there, some player out there, just like probably freaked out. But could you imagine if the NBA just decided that they were going to completely get behind this at a level that they're suddenly taking that mammoth amount of money? It'd be pretty incredible. Right now, Players get no less than 49% and no more than 51% of BRI. BRI is about $4 billion a year. If I, if I remember correctly. 
Oh, wait, wait, that's an old number. Uh, that's actually the 4 billion. It might be 8 billion. It might be close to, it might be close to 8 billion. That seems high. Uh, I'm, I'm off on it a little bit. Let's call it, just for the sake of my discussion, let's call it 6 billion. Then I, then I'm not too far off. Billion. Can you imagine? You take 5% of $6 billion, it's $300 million a year. Okay, 5% is probably a lot. But could you imagine? That would move the meter. Be great. It's really what all of our sports leagues should do. Some interesting notes on the Jazz end of things. Said the Jazz had a two-hour call with Michelle Roberts, who's head of the Players' Union. A couple of the Jazz guys had concerns, but everybody is on board. We are ready to go, he said. But he honestly said, hey, if I'm Donovan and I'm Jordan Clarkson, I might not want to play. Why would I risk the injury in this unique environment? It's interesting. I mean, I think there's such an unknown here between COVID, between injury risk between environment between burden uh and then honestly like yeah i think you should be concerned that you get out there and play uh if you get out and play that does it somehow distract from a much more important issue it's true Today's show is brought to you by Grip6. Father's Day. Have you forgotten? Have you gotten your plan? Well, Grip6 can save you right now. Go to Grip6.com. The two-belt pack builder, two belts of your choice, 20% off. Pretty fabulous. You got a men's pack, my personal favorite. If you go to the Conservation Series, is the Honeycomb Belt. That's kind of what I'm wearing every day right now. If you go to the Ultralight series, they've got a bunch of really cool stuff that's going on with some, uh, the vertical bronze belt's pretty cool. The horizontal granite belt's pretty cool. Um, the vertical gun metal belt is pretty cool. That's in the Ultralight series, pretty styling. And then they have the new uh, work belt. Little heavier, a little bigger, concealed carry. Work belts, obviously, work for it. That's a little tough, their toughest belt yet. The coolest thing about Grip6, the straps and the buckles are interchangeable. So if you buy the two-pack, you're actually getting four belts. No flaps, no holes, fits perfectly, patents a system that works for you. Really cool. July 4th coming up, they have old USA flag series, by the way. Kind of cool. And they also have a, a California flag and a Wyoming flag for you as well uh, in their series and it's really creative well done kids belts women's belts it's all grip6.com when you're checking out please make sure you go put in you heard it on locked on jazz uh that's the way to find out they also have custom engraving so uh kind of cool uh on that it is grip6.com life is complicated especially right now you're spending more time inside unable to go to restaurants and that means you're cooking dinner but if you're like me 
I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30 plus health conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it. And if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash locked on NBA. That's Freshly.com slash locked on NBA. Mark Spears of the Undefeated uh, also wrote on how he thought Kyrie was off. But first, I thought Adam Silver's comments yesterday on the ESPN special were interesting. It may not be for everyone. It will entail enormous sacrifice on behalf of those players for everyone involved, the coaches, the referees. Listen, it's not an ideal situation. We're trying to find a way at our own normal in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of essentially a recession or worse with 40 million unemployed. And now with a normal social unrest in the country. So as we work through these issues, I can understand how some players may feel it's not for them. And I, like you said, it could be for a host of reasons. It may be for family reasons. It may be for health reasons they have, or it may be because they feel as some players have said very recently, the time is best spent elsewhere. So again, we're dealing with a player association representing 450 guys, 22 teams. When you include the two-way players, we're talking about roughly 375 players going to Orlando. There's not a uniform view amongst those players. My sense is we're going to be able to work through most of these issues during the next few weeks. But as I've said, we also have an agreement with the player association where if a player chooses not to come, it's not a breach of his contract. We accept that. Pretty interesting. It's not a breach of the contract. You're welcome to not come. We'll take those that will come. And it's not for everyone. Wow. Makes you feel like they'll get it done just because that's going to, that approach will get it done. Mark Spears wrote in The Undefeated about what he, that he thinks Kyrie's off base. That by playing, the players can do more. That by playing, the players can do everything from its neutral court, maybe we name the floor, do something with the floor, do something with announcements, do something with t-shirts, do something... What happens if LeBron says, or NBA players say, if you're going to do an endorsement ad of mine, it has to have some sort of Black Lives Matters entity to it. Or else, I'm out. We have a society that is willing to hear our athletes right now. And in Mark Spears' viewpoint, because of that, right now is the time for them to go play, take advantage of that, and be heard. In that setting. 
It's interesting. This is an example where diversity in the media place is important. Mark Spears, an African-American from Northern California, great dude. Uh, the His viewpoint holds some weight on this. I mean, I, I'll admit watching some of the local coverage of television on the night of the Salt Lake protests, looters, riots, whatever that was, pretty absent of diverse voices led to some really absurd comments and some really absurd questions from people who just did not have any understanding of the viewpoint of where it was coming from. I mean, it was embarrassing. So, uh, I think this is where undefeated is really valuable. And I was moved by what Mark had to say. Hey, you're, you got a voice right now. You've got some power right now. Go play, but use it. Got a neutral court. Let's put, let's have a George Floyd court. Let's have a, Breonna Taylor court. Let's have a Black Lives Matters court. Let, like, do something. Ask the league to do these things. The league's willing to do it. This is where Ed Davis is talking about the power of the league, the power of the owners, the power of everybody coming together can do incredible things. A few other notes for you. The WNBA will return 22-game schedule. They'll play at the IMG Florida. By the way, all this Florida stuff, the COVID's going crazy in Florida right now. So we're all going to play in Florida. Florida's decided they just aren't playing by the rules and it's not working. So that's, that's probably the most disconcerting thing here is whether or not Florida is able to handle all this. Major League Baseball is a bit of a warning for where, for what Ed Davis and Mark Spears are talking about. So... What Mark Spears is talking about the power, Ed Davis talking about saving the league, Major League Baseball is on the verge of not only shutting down, not making it through this year, but then question of whether it then kicks in a whole collective bargaining agreement, whether they can get a deal done for next year. You start to you start to screw around with this stuff, it can get ugly really fast. And Major League Baseball is in a bad position because of it right now. Final thing for you today, I got a text message from my friend, Ben Bagley, now over at BYU. My app exists. In Japan, they have an app called Remote Cheerer, which allows a household fan to root for or heckle their teams from the comfort of their couches. The cheers and jeers will then be broadcast into the stadiums through loudspeakers during matches, bringing a little dose of adulation or frustration back to the players. The major teams in the United States are planning to resume the coming match are watching this app. It allows the, the app allows soccer fans to choose a range of reaction from cheer, chant, clap, shout, groan, or boo with a single tap of their smartphones. Personal messages can also be recorded and all the noise will then reverberate around the stadium. I knew I was onto something. It is Locked On Jazz. Thanks for tuning in. Have a wonderful day. Catch the most recent episode of Hollinger and Duncan by telling your smart device to play 
podcast, Hollinger Duncan, and Josh Lloyd, Lockdown Fantasy Basketball, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the country. Let's continue to put out great episodes. So tell your smart device to play Lockdown Fantasy Basketball. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.